Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hey, D&D fam. Hey, guys. What's up? We are in the month of May. Can you believe it? Yes, we hope you all are coping well with COVID. We know Corona is still petty, so we're still inside. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's trying to let up a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. So, in tune with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, we have another episode for you. And on our Diva Docket, we have two professionals to just talk about some of the things that people might be experiencing more so right now with everything going on and just tools and things that you could take advantage of um, to try to cope. But first, we are going to introduce this episode's Boss Bay. Yes, yes. So as we said in prior episodes, the Boss Bay is an individual or a small business in the local community who's doing their thing, being a good representative, helping people out. And with everything going on, like we said, we wanted to highlight some small business owners, some entrepreneurs. So this week's Boss Bay is Derek Gates. He is the owner and founder of Designs by Gates. He specializes in woodworks. He's done beautiful tables, breakfast nooks custom cigar ashtrays and wine holders i've seen on his instagram he's done some barn doors and mm-hmm. decks so yeah, yes yeah. yeah, so if you have any you know home improvement or you know carpentry needs definitely hit him up um he his website is designs by gates uh, dot com that is d-e-s-i-g-n-s B-Y-G-A-T-E-S dot com and he can be reached at designbygates at gmail dot com. So, Mr. Derek Gates. Hey, hey Bay. Bay. All right, now, let's get into it. Yes, let's get into it. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the impacts of stress and we have two guests. We don't believe in tackling things like this, so we brought in two Professional, yes, subject matter expert. <laughs> yes, this is not my right. This is not my ministry. <laughs> yes, to talk about the impacts of stress. So first, we have Cheryl Richardson and you're going to be Mia Cunningham, Doctor. right? Yes. <laughs> so, would you like to introduce Doctor Mia Cunningham? Yes. First? All right. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about her. Doctor Mia A. Cunningham is a native of Charlotte, North Carolina, seven oh four. 
Dr. Mia received her undergraduate degree in cellular and molecular biology from Hampton University. She attended Life University in order to study chiropractic medicine after matriculation at Hampton University. During her time at Life University, she became passionate about alternative holistic health care. While at Life, she published her first journal research paper focusing on pediatrics. Dr. Cunningham is motivated in challenging the ideas and beliefs of the minority demographic in relation to standard allopathic health care models. Dr. Cunningham analyzes the mind and spirit through energy work while treating the body with chiropractic care. Her purpose is to ensure she is giving her patients every tool to live an optimum life. Yes. All right. And then we also have Cheryl Richardson. Cheryl Richardson is a licensed mental health counselor in Charlotte, North Carolina. She is a private practice as an independent practitioner at C. Richardson Counseling and Consulting, PLLC. And some of you may have heard that name before because she was also our featured boss bay in episode two. Yes. Ms. Richardson works with adults who are usually seeking help with everyday concerns that we all encounter at some point in our lives. Many of her clients are professionals who seek her services because of work-life balance issues, self-care difficulties, relationship concerns, and mild to moderate depression or anxiety, and are seeking to increase self-compassion, mindfulness, awareness, and leadership management efficiency. Cheryl received her uh, master's degree in rehabilitation counseling from Winston-Salem State University, WSSU, and her bachelor's degree in sociology from St. Augustine University. And she is currently pursuing her PhD in counselor education and supervision from Walden University. She holds the credentials of certified rehabilitation counselor, certified anger management specialist, certified disability administrator, and a forensic rehabilitation counselor. Cheryl specializes in working with individuals, groups, and corporations in the capacity of a group facilitator. She also provides workshops and trainings on issues relevant to disability management, employment concerns, and mental health in the workplace. She loves the opportunity to help people increase awareness and move forward in the areas of their relationship with the self, others, and the world. All right. We are so honored to have you on Divas and Duckets to talk about the impacts of stress and how we can deal with it. How are you guys are, you know, seeing different things with um, COVID-19 and, you know, just it's a new normal right now. Right. Now, let me start with probably just a softball question for you, Dr. Beer. When I read that, I said, oh, let me Google that word. Allopathic. What is that? Allopath is going to be your standard health care. The distribution of medications, when talking about pathological diseases and everyday just reasons, we go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And you take that, and then you go to the alternative of that. Okay. And that's more so where my focus is and where my job. Okay. Cool. And so, um, can both of you, like um, Cheryl, I'll ask you first, can you describe what you actually do in your practice and kind of what led you to become what you are now like what led you to become this in this specific field or these areas okay so i am a licensed clinical mental health counselor and a certified rehabilitation counselor so i practice as both so on a day-to-day basis you may see me in my office 
prior to uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my office, seeing clients, uh, clients sit on a couch in a traditional, you know, like in a traditional uh, counseling setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on another day, you may see me in court mm-hmm. testifying mm-hmm. <laughs> regarding uh, individuals' ability to uh, maintain work because of their disability. Okay. So, so those are like workers' comp cases, or work. Mm-hmm. What kind of cases are those in court? Yep. So workers' comp, personal injury, social security, disability, all of the. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. And so, what led you to become like? What made you choose this field and your major also? So I didn't choose my field. My field chose me. I love it. <laughs> No, I've known ever since I was like 14 years old that I wanted to be in the helping profession. Uh, but of course, I didn't know that the, the helping profession was this profession. Mm-hmm. At the time, I told my mom that I wanted to be an undercover cop. Okay. That I saw on 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Long time But she said that she didn't want me to be a cop. So I had to figure out what I could do and be in the helping profession. So it was very early on that I uh, decided that I wanted to be, you know, in in the helping profession. Uh, It wasn't until maybe I was early in my career that I decided that I wanted to actually be a clinician. Mm -hmm. Um, The way the mind works is something that's very intriguing to me. Uh, The way that we are... um, things that are going on within our mind are manifested in our behaviors and emotions that's also something that's very intriguing to me so just kind of curiosity is my everyday thing Mm. (laughs) okay cool what about you okay so in my practice every day we're analyzing the musculoskeletal system um understanding that when there are misalignments and that's a shift in the bones that it is going to compromise your um, nervous system and as we all know the function of your nervous system is important. Yeah. Um, it is the connection between your brain and your body. And what we're doing is re- realigning those so they're in their proper position and ultimately allowing your body to do the healing itself. It's just a facilitating thing for me. Um, some of those patients do decide to dive deeper and we look at um, emotional things that they're going through that may be manifesting physically and it just depends we can do pain relief or we can do self-work or we can do those all together (laughs) and I prefer to do those all together understanding that you can't really do one right they're not exclusive so how did your um major because I thought it was interesting like mech Molecular. Molecular. Biology. Biology. <laughs> like, how does that tie in? Because I have no idea what that is. Molecules is all I know. Right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> when I went to school, I wanted to be a dentist. Okay. Uh, that's, that was my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was finishing school, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a recruiter come from Life University where I ended up going to chiropractic school, and I told a friend about it. And they went down there, enjoyed it. I said, okay, I'm going to give it a year. And if I don't like it in a year, I'll go to dental school. And I ended up graduating with a degree in doctor of chiropractic science. So it it found me. Right, right. It's one of the best things because it's changed me. Okay. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, Dr. Mia, so you were speaking in terms of just what you do, and you mentioned like you can't really handle the emotional aspect or just the physical. One kind of goes in tandem with the other. Right. And I know one of the things that I've especially heard just in my own therapy journey is the body knows the score. So maybe like 
you might be experiencing something that might not you, people can't tell day to day but your body kind of holds on to that so maybe like what are some of the things without you know breaking confidentiality right. that maybe you've seen or maybe like conditions that have manifested from people maybe not taking care of their emotional um well-being well, not to break confidentiality, I'll speak about myself. Okay. Um, graduated from chiropractic school, maybe I would say six weeks out, I got this terrible back pain. Mm-hmm. And I was interning in the office at the time, so I had access to tons of care. Mm-hmm. Getting care around the clock, back pain, back pain, back pain. I'm like, what in the world did I do? And actually, a girl who was going through counseling school at the time, she was like, girl, it's because you're graduating. It's the first time you're going to mm-hmm. be out of school and into the real world. Mm. And the day that I graduated, mm-hmm. I never had the back pain again. Wow. And I wasn't a believer until then because I was like, okay, I get that, you know, yeah. going holistic. Okay, I get what you're saying, but I wasn't a believer until the very next day. I was like, whoa, it's I gone. Just went away. And this was like a consistent nagging thing. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I said, okay, I get the chiropractic part, but there's mm-hmm. a different, there's a deeper layer to the the wellness part yeah. and the optimum health that we want you to live almost like an anxiety till you got mm-hmm. over the hump yeah and mm-hmm. the, and just like everyone knows when they're like oh i'm stressed i feel right, it in my neck right, like right. that's the easiest one to tell you it's like yeah people get that mm-hmm. otherwise you wouldn't say well, right. my, my traps are tight right <laughs> And that's so, like, I was staring at you because I was like, I just had, like, an aha moment because mm-hmm. I remember when I was studying for the bar, I would get, like, horrible back pain to the point that it would drop me on my staircase, like, when wow. I was getting ready to go yeah. study for Barbary mm. or whatever. It was migraines And after me. I graduated, mm-hmm. it was gone. Like, and I was, I have always, to this day, to you, was I was like, oh, it's because of my ACL, because of my knee. Mm. But it just went away after I finish the bar yeah that's crazy and you would have never put that together no Mm-mm. that's wow yeah okay so one thing that we we uh focus on in counseling is like a, a lot of times people they aren't able to necessarily uh explain their emotions mm-hmm. um but but we kind of um equate it to what they're feeling so okay. not not what they're feeling like i'm happy but mm. what are you feeling in your your fingers what are you feeling mm. in your shoulders what are you feeling in your back and that kind of helps us uh, understand, you know, uh, what kind of diagnosis and or treatment we may need to uh, go with mm-hmm. based on what the, the person is describing as to what they're feeling. So what Dr. Mia said is, is right on. And, and the book that the, I don't oh, know like if the body the knows the score. I yeah. didn't, but she mentioned, she just said the phrase and I think probably she read the book. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It is a book. It's one of, that's one of my go-to books. Cause okay. it's, a, it's a real, I'm going to have to actually read. I didn't I'll close my mouth in a minute. I'm just <laughs> <right. laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. But, but the body, the body does keep the score. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, when we may not, go to our um, our oh, psychotherapist yeah. for our back pain. Right. But we'll go to our, our chiropractor, uh, for right. example. Mm-hmm. And it may be a time that we're, we're like, that's just not helping. That's just not helping. Yeah. Well, it's because you hadn't done something for, that's internal, that, you know, mm-hmm. that needs to be uh, uh, checked on from, from the head, you right. know. Right. So, yeah. yeah the both, both go hand in hand. It's all one body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got you. I'm trying not to be speechless. I know we got a podcast to do. <laughs> okay, so the next question um, for Cheryl, Miss um, Richardson, with with the pandemic, what trends are you seeing with anxiety, depression, mood disorders? Like, are your clients 
experiencing something different? Is it more aggressive? Like how how's it? How what's the trend that you're seeing? I would say that, um, and I, I think that whenever the first the when we first had our stay at home order, mm-hmm. you know, whenever everyone had to you know not go to work and stay at home. Um, the, I wanted to like re-diagnose everyone on my caseload with generalized anxiety disorder because that's wow. you know everyone was just dealing with the unknown and, uh-huh. and um, uh-huh. not knowing if they if they had contracted the virus um, you know because of their coworkers or something or if they had um, oh I definitely went through <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they could go to the doctor like everyone um, you know everyone was dealing with anxiety at the time so that was a, a trending diagnosis if you will that that I saw a lot mm-hmm. um, as we began to progress through the the stay-at-home order in the mm-hmm. pandemic, I started noticing a lot uh, a more of um, depression, mm-hmm. simply because, you know, people are now staying at home, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. all they have are their thoughts, you know, if they're yeah. single or, you know, if they're, they're kind of like isolated in their rooms or isolated to one place in their home. So um, uh, generalized anxiety disorder and depression are, are the ones that I've seen the most. Mm-hmm. And, and you talk about that. I'm curious, what is the difference like what is the difference and are they tied together if you have anxiety will you have depression vice versa like what are the, what is the difference so so they are different uh diagnoses mm-hmm. um they're kind of like first cousins okay, you okay. so um i don't know if you have like a, a parent who has a, a sibling and d- this uh cousins may kind of look alike mm-hmm. so that's how anxiety and depression are um, they can they can look alike in some cases. They don't have to go hand in hand. So I can I can treat someone who only has an anxiety disorder or someone who only has a depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. And some people have both. So I mean they they're not the same, but mm-hmm. they I guess they could be looked at as kind of like um, an upper and a downer. You know, okay. if you think okay. about drugs or or substances. Um, anxiety is kind of like the person who's just like moving, 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 and, and it's not physically all the time. It's their yeah. thoughts, you know. And then depression is the person who who just doesn't move. And then mm-hmm. you know some of the some of the the one treatment that I always go to for my depressive babies is move, mm-hmm. <laughs> get out of bed, just mm-hmm. move, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're they're first cousins. Okay. That's what I say. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Um, and so have you, Dr. Mia, maybe in within your practice with everything going on, have you noticed maybe an uptick in just ailments or as you got like misalignment or just like what are some of the things you've noticed? Well, a lot of the patients are coming in because they're they're working from home. So they're mm-hmm. in an entirely different environment. Their workspace is compromising just their normal postural things when they're working so a lot of them are like hey this hurts this hurts or i'm sitting more and then you have the opposite of that people who are moving more like oh i just bought a bike and Mm -hmm. i bike five miles and there are some things that are bothering me that i've never experienced so Mm -hmm. it's a scale right now for us and i think a little bit of that is we were the only people that were open for a while so, <laughs> um, so they had to see a doctor they was like right yeah, let's choose y'all definitely definitely people who's like i've never done this before okay mm-hmm. welcome right uh, we'll take you <laughs> wow that that, that that definitely makes sense because i mean i do i work from home so but i you know have started exercising more and taking more breaks because i'm homeschooling mm-hmm. so i'm like i need a and now my knee is swelling up. So, uh, you know, it makes yeah. a 
And when you bring up the homeschooling, like, some people did it as a getaway. Like, my kids, this mm-hmm. is my outing. This is something for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Understand, like, okay, I'm not in pain. This is a maintenance thing. I need to be aligned, and my kids are driving me crazy. <laughs> right. So. Okay. So... I know one of the notions, at least, you know, when you hear about chiropractors is that you go to a chiropractor when, you know, you've had a car accident or when you're hurt. So what would you say in terms of maybe like the practice, like what are maybe some of the benefits or people that what would you want people to know about just the the practice of, you know, what you do? The practice of the chiropractic can vary. Okay. Um, there are personal injury chiropractors. Mm-hmm. There are chiropractors mm-hmm. like myself who do want to dive in and understand it's a little deeper than just the adjustment. Like Cheryl was saying, you can be getting a line, but if you haven't tackled that emotional stress, we're not going to really get too far. You might mm-hmm. get better, but it'll always be this reoccurring thing. Mm-hmm. So understanding that, know what your goals are and coming yeah. to the chiropractor, be open to what that chiropractor is saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might have had an accident 15 years ago and seen that chiropractor. This one might be completely different, and that doesn't mean either one were doing anything wrong. Right. Uh-huh. They were treating you from their scope mm-hmm. and were how they chose to practice the art of chiropractic. Um, what was your what was the other part of what you asked me? Um, <laughs> it was just you know just what your thoughts were on that, and then like as a practice. So from the benefits of doing it more in a holistic way, mm-hmm. as opposed to let me go when I get hurt. Um, I think that um, it's it's your totality, it's your wellness. I think co-managing is a real thing. Um, chiropractor, we do not administer medication, but there is a there's a lane for that and mm-hmm. you can't avoid some people can't avoid it but understanding like okay at least my neurological system is functioning as best it can mm-hmm. and i'm doing maybe massage maybe these things i think everything needs to work together because that's how you're able to live the best you can mm-hmm. and function the best you can for other people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis to yourself and, and so for me, because I mean, I've learned because I've never been to a chiropractic. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a huge learning experience for me. Not right, like I didn't know that there mm-hmm. were like personal injury chiropractors the same way it is yeah. against what it, any doctor. I never right. thought about the fact that, like, yeah, you go to an OBGYN or you go to your general. Yeah. But the yeah. beauty of it is a chiropractor can do. I could practice personal injury from right, 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 you know right, what I mean right. okay. so everyone has the knowledge to mm-hmm, help you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. that's really that's pretty interesting so have you seen because I know like you take a more um, holistic approach with yours or you also want to deal with the mind and you said you guys don't medicate um, in your practice have you seen that that's like I don't know maybe hard when you were trying to get into it um, because I mean, you know, we know the field of medicine, and mm-hmm. most of them are like push out medication, push yeah. out. Well, I was actually um, working in a facility where a lot of patients had been on medication, gone through different types of normal. Hey, this is what's bothering me. I've gone to my PCP. I've had a surgery, and they're still in this pain. So they were open to the idea. Or just, hey, I'm not looking to take medication. I can't do that. It makes me sleepy, mm-hmm. and I can't afford to sleep, mm-hmm. but I'm still in pain. So they, a lot of people are aware of that, and they're looking for that, too. Mm-hmm. And then you do have some who don't, and you got to kind of coach them. Mm-hmm. I don't tell you not to take it. So if they say, hey, while I'm doing this, can I take my muscle relaxer? Can I take my ibuprofen? Do what you need to do. 
but hopefully as we're working together you'll start something will tick in you mm-hmm. that might change a little bit in how you feel like you need that to get better um so um Cheryl, when you talk about, like, we all know about, like, anxiety and depression, but there are obviously other, like, mood disorders. What uh, what other mid- mood disorders do you treat, and um, how are they treated differently? Like, how do you approach them differently? Well, um, so I'm, I'm going to approach most mood disorders kind of the same okay. way. Yeah, and then I'm going to uh, approach, like, traumas another mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also going to uh, approach anxiety related disorders kind of another way uh, as I would with you know other categories of mental health disorders Um, but a lot of times whenever we think about mood disorders we're thinking about uh, the disorder the the disorders that kind of where you see the mood changes Mm -hmm. Um, that's going to include of course all of the the depressions it's going to include bipolar disorder and not the bipolar disorder that people say, oh, she's crazy. She's right. got bipolar. No. The movie, the movie <laughs> yeah. version. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, not that. <laughs> um, so whenever we're thinking about the, the mood disorders, those are kind of our, our, our babies within that, that, that um, section. Uh Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to ask. So I know on this show, a lot of times when we're talking about an issue, we kind of try to go to or we challenge people to go to, like, what is the root? Like, you know, because Mm -hmm. like you said earlier, a lot of times the emotion or the happy, sad, that's not the like the root. Like, it's deeper than that. Right. So my question was just that or have you noticed maybe certain I don't know, general roots that contribute to anxiety and depression? Is it like a, I don't know, like a generational thing? Or people talk about family curses. Mm-hmm. Like, have you noticed any things there? Or is it just kind of, you never know? Well, some disorders are hereditary, mm-hmm. um, like the bipolars, mm-hmm. um, autism. And, okay. you know, uh, some, I guess we could say substance use disorders could be have mm-hmm. some genetic linkages uh, to them. Uh, however, I, I think that, uh, well, I practice with the notion and I treat my clients or teach my clients that a lot of uh, the behaviors that that people display they're mm-hmm. learned behaviors mm-hmm. so our especially uh, anxiety you know mm-hmm. related uh, behaviors uh, if someone is, is afraid of dogs right mm-hmm. they had to learn that from somewhere they, they mm-hmm. weren't just born like afraid of dogs right there they had to learn that oh dog that's something that's bad like mm-hmm. I need to run or I need to scream or you know whatever a person would do um, so a lot of uh, uh, behavioral health disorders are actually uh, environmental more than genetic mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're treating them based on the the habit if you will that a person has created Mm -hmm. and just trying to um, help either unlearn the habit Mm -hmm. or learn new habits more healthy habits okay okay and and along those same lines like when you're treating and getting to the root of things are anxiety are they curable or is it just you learn to like cope yeah Mm -hmm. yes i would say they're they're curable like some of them like your um your bipolar disorders or your uh, some of your personality disorders. So you're going to live with those, you know, for mm-hmm. for your life. Um, so your mood disorders like depression and things of that nature. You're going to live with those, but it's not until the uh, symptoms related to the behaviors are become overwhelming that we need to say, okay, so you need treatment mm-hmm. uh, or you need to remain in treatment or this is the type of treatment you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone has generalized anxiety disorder, I, I say it's curable. We just have to learn how to 
um, how to not display those those uh, symptoms that are related to the the generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's I guess um, yeah I guess we can still say that it's curable. Mm-hmm. We just we just learn how to deal with the the behaviors in a more healthy manner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in terms of I know I'm just listening um, in terms of more natural things, right? So we're in a to me, fortunately, in an era where people are embracing more natural things, mm-hmm. things are healthier for you, um, organic, you know, I don't know if they're really organic, but that's another story for another day. So <laughs> to what I wanted to ask, actually, Dr. Mia, because I think you're hearing about it more and seeing it more. I think I saw it on, like, Black Love. There was a lady who was, like, into the crystals, and mm-hmm. she kept putting them under her husband's Oh, yeah, she pillow, did. And he kept getting mad. So for Dr. <laughs> Mia, yes, she did. I was going to ask, okay, chakras and crystals, what is that about? Is that, you know, is that something that you do as a part of your practice in terms of um, the chiropractic medicine? Is that something you do separately? Like, just kind of expound on that. It depends on the patient. It depends on how deep we are, um, what they're open to, because I'm also a Reiki practitioner, mm-hmm. um, meaning I do energy healing. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, can you say, what's that? A again? Reiki practitioner. Reiki. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Learn <laughs> Um. So, first off, chakras and crystals are two separate things. Okay. Um, they can be facilitated together. Mm-hmm. But they're two separate things. Okay. Um, your chakras are going to... Chakra means will, so essentially it's a spinning wheel of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has chakras. It's just a matter of do you ever care in your lifetime to tap into that mm-hmm. deeper soul um, healing? Because okay. that's ultimately what it is, is you. Mm-hmm. And um, there's seven of them, and each of them have a different aspect of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like just different emotional things. If we're talking about a root chakra, let's say um, that's going to be a lot of grounding work. Mm. Whereas we're talking about the throat chakra, that's communication. Okay. And um, they can be open or closed. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself kind of closed off to relationships, you kind of like, eh, about just relationships in general mm-hmm. most likely you have some something blocking that energy flowing through your heart chakra mm. um that could be protecting you from something else yeah so we always do the work from the ground up mm-hmm. because you can't just get those energies working working any other way okay and some can be overly open and some can be closed closed mm-hmm. chronic fixation on something is open but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing right <laughs> right um, when you talk about crystal work crystals have energy okay right um i believe that you're gonna get those energies no matter what because they give off energy mm-hmm. however if it's one of those things if you're not a true believer and you're just doing it i guess like kind of like you were saying with this tv show yeah the husband's getting frustrated the wife's doing it mm-hmm. the wife can do it right it'll give off something mm-hmm. but to really do what she wants it to do it's not going to do it just because he's not receptive he's not, he's not receptive of it mm-hmm. and different crystals are either going to repel certain energies from you or bring them even closer. Some protect. It, it just depends on what you need, and you can't really play with it. Okay. You could be holding a crystal that you might not need around you mm. at that time. Okay. Hmm. Now you mentioned the word. I was like, again, I like to Google words. Grounding. 
Mm-hmm. What, in your own words, like what is grounding? And Dr. Cheryl, I'm not sure um, if you know grounding too. I'm just not sure if that's a therapy word. It is. Sort of, I'll go to like the anxiety part of what Cheryl was talking about. Um, if you do find a patient that's kind of like all over the place, they're mm-hmm. antsy, they have all these things going on, it's like, okay ground yourself and grounding yourself can look a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. okay that could be going out to the park walking barefoot Mm. you were touching soil you are grounding yourself that could be sitting down in a meditative state you are grounding yourself Mm -hmm. it's really just the calming and trying to get into the connection of the greater self Okay. Um, it's it's easier said than done Mm -hmm. you know just like when you're you're going all over Mm -hmm. sit down Right. And essentially, that's what grounding is. It's just different how you going to ground. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you? And for me, it's, it's, it's kind of the same. But, like, if I'm, if, uh, if I'm trying to teach someone how to practice grounding mm-hmm. when they're not in the office for me for that, that one hour for the week, mm-hmm. I'm telling them to, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to use 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, right? Okay. And we're going to go back to basics. We're going to think about our five senses. We're mm-hmm. going to, uh, I want them to kind of talk to themselves self-talk is okay mm-hmm. <laughs> right. um, so I want them to um, you know kind of just say out loud five out loud five things that they can see mm. um, four things that you can hear three things that you can smell two things that you can touch one thing that you can taste and while they're going you know from five to one they should only be focused on whatever sense you know they're on mm-hmm. and um, by the time they get to one then they should be in the in the Can state of being ground grounded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look we're gonna have to get that for the way and it's funny you were saying aha moments i think that in just my own journey i think one of the things that has always helped me is my therapist said what like sit still and like what mm-hmm. do you know to be true mm-hmm. because I'm one of those people my mind to start racing and sometimes like I'll sit and I usually have something in my hand it's really that's just my thing and like it, I didn't realize in my like oh that's what I've been doing like I've been grounding mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah look at that <laughs> yep okay okay cool so look we got tools so speaking of what are you know for, for both of you maybe tools within your own practices you know I think we're getting into um, a healthier generation in terms of especially the mental space and safe spaces and it being okay not to be okay. So mm-hmm. maybe what are some of the tools that, you know, people can take advantage of right now or things kind of like that five, four, three, two, one that people can, uh, like I said, take advantage of if they're not feeling okay or if they're kind of going through right now from just both of your perspectives and your and your professions. Um, I would say listen to your body. Mm. Listen to it. Sit down with yourself. Kind of feel what doesn't feel good. Feel what feels loose when things happen. Kind of notice what gets tight. Mm -hmm. Um, Just becoming more aware. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing because that's how you can kind of navigate what you need to do in order to help yourself, however that looks for you. Um, There's tons. Mm. It's just tons of things you can do. And it just, no one thing works. Okay. And what you did this day might not be the same thing you need to do the next day mm-hmm. in your self work. Yeah. And 
not looking for the same results and you kind of have to take the expectation out of your self healing Mm -hmm. and while all of this is going on Mm -hmm. so whether or not that's like hey i'm gonna go plan a plan or i'm gonna take this nap i'm gonna sit down and actually take a bath and Mm -hmm. put some essential oils in there i just need to go for a jog releasing that energy however you choose to is not wrong as long as you can notate okay i'm going 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 and i need to figure this out for mm-hmm. myself okay so so i personally believe that we we have everything that we need like the human body is so uh so phenomenal um i usually tell my clients pay attention to the simple things like how many times throughout the day do you actually pay attention to your breasts hmm. so the temperature of the the breath that's coming in and out of your nose when you inhale and exhale Girl, i thought you said breath i, I, I did like, too
it's going to take some deeper layers to come back just for this to completely go away. It's mm-hmm. going to be a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when we kind of go into a person who just comes in and like, hey, my upper back, I need it fixed, I need it fixed. Right, mm-hmm. right. And you're, you're adjusting, you're aligning that spine, and it's just like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got something else, right? And then, and, and, and along those lines as well, like kind of talk about the, you know, the myth of either you come into the chiropractor, they crack it back, and one time it's done. And you heard I use the word crack. You mm-hmm. can, you know, address that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they crack your back, and it's done because that's the myth. Like that's what we believe. Oh, the chiropractor is gonna crack our back, right? And so there's that that is one time and done. And then two, there's oh, they're going to crack my back and I'm going to be more messed up than I am. Mm. Right. Um, To tackle the first part of that, cracking your back is an adjustment. (laughs) We're adjusting you. The sound is a cavitation and it's a pop and a crack. Um, For a kid, I'll say, hey, you want to hear popcorn? Because that's what they understand. Mm. But then if this is a practice that you're getting into, I think you should use the proper language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's for me because, of course, like you say, everyone says pop your pop your back so right. when someone says to me like no I'm gonna adjust you right. I'm gonna adjust right. you and it, it is, it's and then essentially one day one day they'll be like hey I need an adjustment right. mm-hmm. that right. sort of thing is that I want you to pop me right. <laughs> the next part about that is the one and done sometimes people have back pain they get adjusted and they feel phenomenal right after that some people it takes weeks or months mm. And that just depends on the injury itself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have this thing where if I have back pain, Cheryl has back pain, oh, it's the exact same thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it might hurt in the same place, but the root of it is completely different. And I'm not even speaking of emotionally. Mm -hmm. I mean physically. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can't treat those the same way. And age is a factor in that, too. Um, A lot of people don't, like, to hear that but we're all in a degenerative state right, right. Mm-hmm. and you want to keep everything around it as healthy as possible but a 17 year old getting adjusted with back pain mm-hmm. and a 33 year old getting adjusted to a back pain probably won't heal at the same rate mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so um that's that's another thing that's an education mm-hmm. that is education um, yeah the hurt more that hurt more goes into these could be two separate things and I think a lot of times the hurt more comes when a patient has the belief that they're going to get better quicker and I kind of sometimes explain real people who come in and really 10 out of 10 pain clearing up your pain is going to almost be like cleaning up your room Mm. When it's junky, it gets like, as you're clean, it gets like a little bit more cluttery mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's clean so it's like your body is going to start to, your muscles are going to compensate. Things are changing in your body. So it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This wasn't hurting before. Right. 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 So it's when that's that repetition. They're like, oh, well, why do I have to go to the chiropractor three times a week? It's like, we changing some things that haven't moved in years. <laughs> your body doesn't like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big part of chiropractic care is education. And I always tell, I'm not going to be the same as chiropractor down the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But chiropractor down the street's not wrong, and mm-hmm. neither am I. And um, patients just need to be open to right. that, mm-hmm. at least the idea of it. So they're just not alarmed or shocked when something happens different mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. chiropractic office. And you can always be honest about how you feel or what you've experienced, because it's a different world in mm-hmm. each office. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So that made me think, as you were talking, really two questions. So one for Dr. Cheryl, one for me. So, and whichever one you want to answer first is fine. So when you were talking about, you know, being adjusted and just different things that can kind of contribute in terms of the injury roots and things like that, like are there things people can do to almost stay aligned or is it just a posture thing you know you often hear with with your back you're thinking posture but are there other things that maybe people can be doing better or more more consistently to kind of stay remain aligned or I'm not sure if you remain just I'm not even sure the term so that's one that's a question for you and then my question to Dr. Cheryl was just kind of um in terms of what Dr. Mia was saying about that one that one fix are you seeing or do you often hear of people coming to you and they want they expect like okay I'm gonna sit down and talk to you and I'm gonna be good whereas Mm -hmm. you know maybe what's some of your experience of that and what would you tell people who maybe are like oh I don't feel good but I think if I spend about an hour with her I'm gonna be all right (laughs) you know so whichever you want to answer first it just kind of both came to my mind well first let me say this (laughs) my profession requires me to let you know that I'm not yet a doctor (laughs) I'm so sorry We claimed it in advance. I'm I sorry. just figured since this is going to be publicized, I'm yeah, okay. well go ahead and we, do what I need to do. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. It's coming, girl. Right, right. Right, right around the corner. But, okay, so, so I believe everyone should have a therapist. Okay. I'm sorry. What, is it okay if I answer first? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, girl. I was so worried about over talking. I'm sorry. No. But, um, okay, so I believe that everyone should have a therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that everyone needs to see their therapist every week or twice a week. Mm-hmm. I think that as often as you go to your doctor annually, you could go to your therapist annually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so, so you may not have a problem whenever you come to therapy, mm-hmm. um, but. It can be in a. It can be uh, provided in a manner that it's more like um, maintenance, if mm-hmm. yeah, or, mm-hmm. or like a checkup, the same mm-hmm. like the same checkup you would get when you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, the individuals who come to me and they're in ongoing treatment, no, you're not gonna be fixed in one hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are not. Took you thirty five years. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So earlier I was talking about like learned behavior. Mm-hmm. So. Like let's use the age that Melinda just said, and um, we we have learned unhealthy behaviors for thirty five years. Think right. about how many days, hours, thoughts mm-hmm. are in thirty five years, mm-hmm. and for you to think that you come to therapy once a week for four weeks, mm. that you're gonna unlearn all of those thoughts, behaviors, and that you you know that right. you, you've uh, learned within thirty five years. That's just kind of not gonna happen. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I I uh, actually do. Um, more or less solution focused therapy okay. which is like you you have an issue mm-hmm. and you come in and we're we're looking to just kind of ad- address that issue right there just that one issue mm-hmm. so it's more short term in a lot of cases mm-hmm. uh, however i do have uh, clients who are you know long-term clients some i don't think need to be long-term but mm-hmm. they like me so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they continue to come so i'm not gonna you know turn them away but um so a lot of things can possibly be fixed in a one-year maintenance checkup mm-hmm. or a quarterly or a monthly checkup. Uh, some things require kind of ongoing uh, treatment. And a lot of times the 
the traumas, of course, especially if you've experienced, well, any type of trauma, then that's not going to be fixed overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, But your uh, consistency and your uh, openness to, you know, trying various treatments is what's going to fix it. Um, So you asked me, what could you be doing? Yes. Um, Just on a day-to-day basis outside of the chiropractic office. Right. Um, Moving. Mm. Moving as much as you can. The more you move, the more flexible your spine can be. That's going to allow for your muscles to adapt and be movable and not as stiff. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to remember that the spinal column is going to provide all the support that allows you to bend twist and do those things so you have to keep it healthy and yes when you first come to a chiropractor even if you're not in pain there is a frequency there but the hope is that you hold your adjustment as Mm -hmm. you're treating and you don't have to come in as frequently and you are on a maintenance type of schedule Mm -hmm. and that's a once a month whatever that is for your body and that could be depending on your occupation Mm -hmm. or what your emotional stresses are Mm -hmm. but um and I'm a big advocate for foam rolling, mm. stretching, moving that body and going through chants and mantras while you do that. Because as you're moving different parts of your spine, you're activating different neurological pathways. Mm. Okay. Okay. So the term is hold your adjustment. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I double you... back around on that. Right. I appreciate it. I, cry, I saw what you did there. I was like, is it staying alive? <laughs> hold your adjustment. Oh, so can you talk to that a little bit? Like you were saying, like the chance, of, like how does that help while you're foam rolling? And can you explain foam rolling? Because I really don't. <laughs> so I know what so it is. I just don't know Because okay. um, I just think that as if I'm bending forward, mm-hmm. I'm saying certain chants. And that chant can be whatever you want it mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, hey, thank you God for the abundance, the blessings and the protection. Mm-hmm. Whatever that mm-hmm. is, repeat it. Mm. And um, and that could vary from day to day. Right. Um, the the second part to that is the foam rolling. You I always say go to Google. You're really foam rolling the muscle. So as long as you're foam rolling the way that the fibers are moving, it's going to be a myofascial release and allow just the muscles not to tighten up, get to some of those trigger points. It does hurt. Mm. (laughs) People are like, oh, why does it hurt? Because you got some trigger points. You have Mm. some things in there that knots that need to be broken up. So doing that daily. And a little bit of that is once you do it, you're getting the blood flowing. Mm -hmm. And when blood's flowing... You move, you know, your body's functioning a little better. You're seeing a little clearer. Things a little brighter. Right. Mm-hmm. right. <laughs> better decisions. How do you feel about yoga? Love yoga. Okay. Um, love yoga is once again a different. It's a practice. Mm-hmm. So, all things, if it works for you, it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll never tell someone, hey, don't do that. Because just like the CrossFitter, they're releasing energy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of yoga. Right. Where they're getting the same thing for themselves. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for both of you, maybe just of all the things we've asked of you, is there anything, maybe something you would want people to know that they may not know? Or just what would you want to tell people that maybe we haven't discussed from your each of your perspectives? Mm, I would say... Um, Kind of what I've already said is um, making sure that you're kind of checking in with um, a, a mental health practitioner, a licensed <laughs> licensed mental health practitioner, 
at least on a yearly basis. Yeah, you may not be dealing with, you know, anything major at the time, but we all go through transitions. Well, right now, all of us are going through something major. Mm, right. But, but um, you know, through life, we are always going through transitions. And mm-hmm. anytime you're going through a transition, whether you've lost a loved one, uh, relocated, had a child, gotten married, you know, something has happened to where it may be a little too overwhelming for you to deal with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you may not you may not be the same person you were before this certain transition. So mm-hmm. working with or talking with a, a mental health pregnant practitioner is very beneficial. So find yourself a therapist. Okay. Um, and before Dr. Mia answers, I, so, I, mm, so of course there's the stigma in the African-American community mm. that you have to be crazy to be able to go see a therapist. Like, that's just not what we do. We pray and that's it. God gonna work it out think that yeah i think they don't like that word in that <laughs> like this just like bad word it's, it's, it has such a huge negative stereotype and doing dss work as a parent defense attorney is really interesting to me that that's one of the first things they do is mm. assign a child and the parent a therapist for treatment for reunification mm-hmm. however when it comes to our own communities on our own will we just seem like it's like uh, don't do that. Just something wrong with you. How do you address that? Like, how do you? What's your persuasion for that? <laughs> well, if you have, if you're having an asthma attack, aren't you going to use your inhaler? Okay. So, so I I tell people I have a therapist. I'm a therapist, and I have a right. therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think that everyone should have a therapist from the the five year old you know in kindergarten for the first time mm-hmm. uh, on up to like you know anyone who's in, within the geriatrics population mm-hmm. um, but I I just think that um with with more therapists looking like us mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit more comfortable for, sure. for people to you know reach out mm-hmm. um, there are a, a lot of black therapists or therapists of color male and female. Um, so if you if you want to kind of look at us like your girlfriend, even though I won't allow my clients to be my girlfriend, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there are boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to look at your your therapist as like your girlfriend, mm-hmm. then do that if that's what it takes in order for you to you know have a, a relationship with the therapist. Um, because like like you go to your doctor, like I said, um, you should be going to to uh, see a therapist. Right. And it's not that we want to get it all up in your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're we're actually um, trained um, to help you, you know, kind of transition through whatever um, transitions you may be going through uh, within your life. So, mm-hmm. okay. and they bound by some laws. I'm just saying, right. can't right. yeah. it's the privileges yeah. and confidentialities. <laughs> That's why I had to correct you earlier. I, hey, and I appreciate. It. I, I just right. We ain't need no okay. emailing right. you, girl. Right. We're just in time, my girl. You let them I call you with no the <laughs> Okay, talk to me. What would you like people to know or that we, you know, didn't touch on or that you want um, to Just reiterate? advocate for yourself. Mm. Um, understanding your body. Be open. Open to le- learning how to treat disease. Research for yourself what's going on. Um, there is more than what you've just been taught mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. regards to your health. And... I think now is like a great time in that. I think people are way more open. Mm-hmm. And um, in doing that, just just get someone that is going to care about 
your body, mm-hmm. how you're going to be affected in the long run, mm-hmm. and it's not just looking to racky cracky and right, you. right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Found an insurance claim. And I just have <laughs> one more question for Doctor B. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if Quick no, has yeah. any more, but. And forgive me, because I do not mean for this to sound ignorant. I'm not sure. But I just thought about a lot of people. Like, this is a can be a scary time to be with child. And I know you talked about, like, energy work. And I'm not sure if the two overlap or they're related. But, like, have you seen, like, are a lot of people who are in Reiki professionals, are they doing, like, doula work? Or, like, you know, I think you need credentials for midwifery. But just maybe talk to some of those resources or maybe just what you know because I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of us work really closely together. You do have chiropractors who are doulas. You do have chiropractors who are midwives as well. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of chiropractors can point you into that direction. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a good thing because we get most of the time you get your first misalignment at birth Mm. because they are pulling on that baby's head especially Mm. if you have a vaginal birth Mm. but the first thing they tell you when they put that baby in your hand is hold his head Mm. so um the doula work is great all the way through pregnancy and then that the great thing about that is most of the time they go get their child adjusted Mm -hmm within weeks of the baby being born and now you just have you have a kid who's learning something that a lot of our demographic still yeah. doesn't know mm-hmm. at what 30 plus years old right mm-hmm. so um yeah it, it you don't have to be a chiropractor to be a doula yeah you can be a ob and be a doula okay like mm-hmm. you can work it be a lawyer and be mm-hmm. a doula okay um, so it's, it's it's separate but you do have to have that holistic that alternative to um be open to those type of things okay and they work hand in hand some mm-hmm. hospitals do allow midwives in it just really depends on the state mm-hmm. different states have different rules okay. and those things okay that's a good question I was like, I just thought about it. I was like, I have, a, I know a lot of people who are pregnant right now. Like, and they're getting adjusted. Mm. Oh, you can get adjusted like while you're pregnant? Oh, recommended. Don't you oh. want the healthiest environment for the baby to grow? I mean, when you say it that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All, right. All the way up until I've adjusted someone the day that they gave birth before. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to have a baby. So <laughs> is it painful? Scared. Is adjusting painful? I mean, it can again, be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a temporary pain, sort of mm-hmm. just like if you get a massage, if they get to that area where you're having discomfort, yes, then I tap them on the shoulder. Right. It doesn't <laughs> right. feel good. I don't want deep tissue. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel good. But right. in the long run, yeah, you, you feel, feel amazing good on afterwards, the outside, so. for sure. And then just different, like one day your adjustment might flow like butter. The mm-hmm. next day, we it flows like butter, but you might be a little sore. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to remember the muscles, the bones, they work together. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if a muscle's tight and we're moving the bone, the muscle's like, whoa, why are you moving me? And it's going to snap right back. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. And then the <laughs> next day, you're okay. I feel like that's with anything. Right. Exercise, acne. Yeah. It gets a little worse yeah. before it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, it, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have that. Is it going to kill me? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, it's not going to kill you. Um, everything has a risk to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Now I would say sure. I've it's been a while, but I've gotten adjusted by Dr. Bill, but she gave she was very patient because I'm one of those people that tenses up, and that's probably the worst thing <laughs> you can do. <laughs> but because I think, of course, watching too many movies, mm-hmm. you like especially when they get to that neck part, you like okay, she gonna break my neck, right? So you just see a quick snap, right? right. And she's like again the education part. She was like, do you know the amount of pressure it takes to break somebody? Like no, and I will say mm-hmm. like. And I thought it was a good... I almost felt like a little bobblehead or something after she adjusted me. That neck's so loose. So you don't even know. I, and I wasn't in you pain or anything. I didn't yeah. even realize, like, oh, I'm a little tight. So right, right, I will say, like, for me, it, for me, there was no pain. It was okay. just more so being tense about never have been... I had never been adjusted. Right, the first experience. Expect, yeah. And you have to give over your body. So mm-hmm. that's a thing. A lot of people are like, oh, most of the time it hurts. You are tensing. You might mm-hmm. not know you're tensing because you're like, I do this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But to give someone that much control over manipulating you in mm-hmm. different positions, subconsciously you should be a mm-hmm. little like. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of like the doctor saying like the white the white coat and your mm-hmm. blood pressure just shoots up because mm-hmm. you're in front of a doctor. Yeah. Like your body just you're like, okay, and I'm it's about close. To get, mm-hmm. You're close, you're intimate, so you yeah. do have to be aware and this goes into show you have to be aware of like certain people's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. they've had some sort of sexual trauma, they might not want you mm. on top of them and mm. they may never be able to release that tension for you to get a great adjustment or for a manipulation to happen. Wow. So we have to figure out a different way and sometimes that's if you're face down you might not want somebody coming up behind you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that means we gotta flip you on your back so that you can see what yeah. I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. And once again you have to get into those conversations mm-hmm. Yeah. and some people are very open eventually about that and then some people you never get to that point mm-hmm. but you can kind of tell based mm-hmm. off their actions. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I know our D&D fam wants to know, are either one of you taking clients? Always. Okay. <laughs> Always. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Well, tell them where they can find you. I am mobile, so I do come to you. I believe okay. in adjusting you in your most um, comfortable environment. So I think that's how you are going to be the most relaxed. Mm-hmm. So um, you can find me on Instagram at, at innate soul doc. So okay. that is I-N-N-A-T-E, soul doc. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Dr. Mia. Okay. It has been a pleasure. Sure, right. are you taking clients, Anne? So I wasn't, okay. <laughs> but I but I am now. <laughs> uh, with this pandemic, it's mm-hmm. like that's that's my job, that's right. my calling. So yeah. why would I not? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm everywhere. You are. Okay. Everywhere. You can Google me. You should be able to find me. <laughs> I'm the the Cheryl Richardson of color because there is one who is a Caucasian persuasion alright <laughs> but um, crichardsoncounseling.com is my website I'm on uh, every social media platform even Pinterest oh, I have yes. some little tips on Pinterest okay <laughs> um, you know mental health tips uh, so crichardsoncounseling.com will lead you to Facebook Twitter LinkedIn Instagram uh, as well as Pinterest alright awesome all right. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us today and giving Absolutely. your insight. We are, we were honored to have you. Thank honored you for to have you. We've been bright thank eyed. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. Very so, soothing. Thank you. I think it's like a candle. I know. I know, right? <laughs> 
All right. So we do not have time for we do a not, this is amazing. Dear Diva Letter. However, if you would like to write in, if you have questions for us, scenarios where you just kind of want our feedback, you can email us at diva advice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. But for today, we are going to get into quick tips. Yes. So my quick tip is going to be really quick this week. Um, It's just, you know, as we're going out of COVID there, you know, people are lifting the shelter at home. They're Mm -hmm. lifting those rules and regulations. Um, This is more geared toward those people whose incomes didn't really change Mm -hmm. um, throughout. So people that were able to work from home, people Mm -hmm. that were still going to work. um, With the shelter at home, I'm sure everyone noticed a difference in how much they were spending. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurants were closed, malls were closed, shopping was closed, and you Wait, were able to save. Amazon. And you were able to pay <laughs> off. <laughs> right. Amazon was not. Amazon racked up. Right. But for those people, you know, even like happy hours, mm-hmm. they were non existent. So, my uh, quick tip to you is now that those re- rules and those regulations and those, you know, restrictions are being lifted, mm-hmm. still be very mindful of how you are spending. If you yeah. have those goals you just saw for three months, mm-hmm. when you were forced to do it, you could do it. Yeah. So keep those practices up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. Hmm. Stay in that practice. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, D&D fam, we will see you next time. We appreciate you for being here with us. Sure. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Instagram at Divas and Duckets. You can also tune into our website uh, where we also have episodes and just resources that we like to share with you all. And that is www.divasandducats.com. Yep. And right. I will just say, hey, D&D fam, have a great attitude, and All we will right. catch you next time. Bye.